0: sure to teach today it is your and listen listen don't even worry about don't worry about the time because i have one of my good friends here with me special guest today with shalana with shalana williams hey girl how you doing today i'm good i'm good how are you you're good I'm not too bad, not too bad. It's like we we we're gonna get this together, you know. We listen I, for people in the technology world. One day I'm gonna have a production team, okay? One day I'm gonna have a <laughs> production team, and they're gonna work out all these little kinks and everything that I need to figure out. But, anyways, I appreciate uh, Shalana and her patience. <laughs> trying to get we on here, trying. we <laughs> on the struggle bus. Right, just just a little bit. This is smidge. This is smidge. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, are you doing all right this evening?
1: I can't complain.
0: Okay. Okay. It probably wouldn't do any good if you did complain, huh? You know, make you wonder sometimes. I know. So I just want to say I have on it kind of looks like a superwoman. It has pink ribbons two different colored pink ribbons on here and so you know that it's still breast cancer awareness month and so shalana williams is going to share her story with us she's a little nervous so y'all bear with her okay <laughs> but she's she's gonna be fine as always so like i tell you shalana just you just talking to me the people can't see you well you can't see the people but they can see you okay so oh, well. about you? <laughs> this
1: is my first time y'all so i just Ask that you bear with me. <laughs> this is my first time doing a podcast. So Cody was patient with me, getting me on and everything like that. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. Anytime, anytime. So tell us about your story. um like what what year were you diagnosed with breast cancer?
1: So it was it was 2012 because it's my 10-year anniversary. So it was, yes, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We
0: got to pause and clap on that. Hold on. y'all. Hold on. Yes. Ten years, ten years, ten years cancer free.
1: Yes. Oh yes, yes. 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 That's amazing. Yes. So,
0: so 2012 is when it all started.
1: Yes. Does, yes. does it seem like a blur to you now? Or. Yeah, it does. I mean, it. It's crazy. Um, I think I was sharing with someone earlier, like I view breast cancer like a diagnosis as, you know, having a, a tumor. Cause you know, they tell women to do self exams and things like that. And if they notice, you know, a lump to go get it checked out. Well, mine started as a bloody discharge um, from my nipple. And so I had my first mammogram. Um, those are not fun, (laughs) but I had my first mammogram and, um, they, they didn't find anything. So, um, went to see another, yeah, they didn't find anything in a mammogram. So I ended up having a breast ultrasound and even with the breast ultrasound, they still couldn't find anything. They thought maybe it was just an infection, put me on antibiotics and, that didn't work, so I had what was called a um, ductography. I was trying to make sure I said right. So basically, they in, they inserted a catheter um, in my nipple and in, in um, injected dye. So once they did the the yeah yeah, <laughs> it was very <laughs> <like> um, <laughs> So once they did that, then they did another uh, mammogram, which showed like milk ducts and everything and so that's when they spotted like a little small tumor in one of my milk ducts so Mm -hmm. i had a lumpectomy um that was to remove um the duct and as well as some of the tissue around it and they did a biopsy on it so that's when they found out that it was breast cancer it was
0: breast cancer
1: Mm -hmm. oh my Mm -hmm. goodness
0: so you're having to go through a series of things Of testing, yes. Yes, of testing. So even though, like she said, you know, you're doing your mammograms and they're not finding anything, but you know something is wrong because this discharge is not supposed to come from this area. Right, right, right. Oh, my goodness. So how, how, like, doing from the time that you notice the discharge to the time that they actually diagnose you, what time span are we, are we,
1: what was that? What time? How how long was that? Or how many? Months? Within a few months. I mean, my doctor's, my my PCP, she was really on it, and I miss her so much. She moved out of network, but she was really on it. I want to say like maybe three, maybe four months, because I think it it's really started at the end of two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. um, because I had my lumpectomy in March of two thousand twelve, and that's when I found out. So. And, um, you know, those are like the words no one ever wants to hear, you know, you have cancer and things like that. So um, my surgeon, when I went back to see my surgeon who did who did the lumpectomy, his suggestion was a double mastectomy. But that wasn't what I wanted to hear. So when he um, gave his results back to my PCP, she asked me if I wanted a second opinion. So she referred me over to an oncologist. And the oncologist uh, suggested doing another lumpectomy and chemo, so it was kind of like I was kind of like torn between what I really wanted to do. Do I want to do the double? Do I want to go through chemo? But she and my surgeon were going back and forth, and he thought because I was young, you know, to go ahead and just do the double, you know, to to keep from uh, it spreading to the right because it was in my left breast, and he wanted to uh, prevent it from spreading to the right. So. It was hard a hard decision but I went on ahead and I agreed with the double so yeah.
0: No that's that's a big that's a big decision to make. Um it is. and you have children. And so they are they, well they were of age by that time. They weren't like toddlers or babies. Right, right. Okay. And so with um when you when you decided to do that did that eliminate Chemo altogether because you're having the surgery. Okay. So, no radiation, no chemo or anything. Okay. No.
1: And, and looking back, because I had kids, it was like, you know, I have seen people go through, you know, chemo radiation and how it does to their bodies and puts them down. And it's just like, you know, I have kids. Like, you know, I thought about them. And it's like, well, I don't want to. Have to always be sick and you know can't care for them or anything like that. So
0: yeah, that's a hard that's a hard decision to make. So did you do your treatments in Oklahoma? I'm not treatments, but your oncologist and all that was that in Oklahoma? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. did you feel comfortable with your oncologist, especially when they said make a second opinion and
1: all of that? Did you feel comfortable with him? Yeah, I do. Right. Um, I still see my oncologist every year. Um, for the first 18 months, I had to go like every couple of months after I had my um, double. But then once I got to the first year um, well, first year and a half then it's like, okay, you just come back every year. So I still okay. see my oncologist. Just to make sure everything is
0: still fine. Okay.
1: Yeah. Ooh. So. <laughs>
0: Let I know this is it's a lot. Like so I know some people they can just be like, oh okay, but for me sometimes you you actually think about going through that person's shoes. And I'm such a visual person that mm-hmm. I can, like, I'm just imagine you know you're having to go through these steps and you're a young adult and trying to raise your children, work, and then having to deal with this too. You know that's mm-hmm. that's a lot. Um, there was something I was gonna ask you, and I and I it just slipped my mind just that quick. Oh my goodness, it that happens all the time. Um, We're not that
1: old, Cody. We are not that old. I know, right?
0: Not that old. But don't let my husband say otherwise, because he'll have something to say. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, I was gonna say, did they offer you um counseling? Did you? Did you seek any type of therapy or counseling to help you with on your journey through cancer?
1: I did not. But, you know, thinking back, I probably should have because I didn't realize that um, going through, you know, what I went through. I mean, it was it was scary you know, going through all the testing and things like that, because I was just hoping in my mind, like I don't want it to be cancer. But then there was a little small part of me that's like it might be cancer. And then to hear that, you know, just like just shattered my whole world. But then also um, after having my mastectomy and, you know, being at home and just can't do anything, it really made me depressed, like. Right. It did. It not only affected me physically, but it also affected me mentally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't able to get up, do anything. I just had to lay here and just heal. And it was it was very depressing. And then it was just like I felt like a part of me was taken away, like my breasts were taken away from me. So right. sure. I, I probably should have. But I just decided to go through it, you know, I had my family, of course. They were there with me, but I don't think they really knew what I was going through. Right? They can't really
0: relate. Like, right? They can only relate to a to a degree. You know, Mm -hmm. they can't understand. You know, the magnitude of what you're going through, and having any body part taken away from you—that is trauma. That that is very traumatizing um and then trying to heal and to cope and still feel um i don't want to say normal but you, right. just, you just feel like i don't feel like myself
1: yeah you kind of feel like i don't feel like a, a woman you know a whole woman now because you know i had these breasts taken away from me but yeah. right so did you have to do genetic testing i did i did um actually my oldest daughter mia um, she was tested as well. Um, and then when my youngest is of age, then she can get that test as well. So. Okay. Okay. And so
0: with your, with your genetic testing, did you have that genetic marker,
1: um, or any history of breast cancer? I had, as, As far as I know, I don't have a history of breast cancer, but when I got my results, they didn't find anything, and they didn't find anything in Mia as well.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And so did they ever explain to you with the series of tests that they had to do, is your type of breast cancer a rare one, or is it? No, that was not. No. Okay. No. OK, because I know sometimes it makes you um, ask questions because uh, last week I had Dr. Faith Foreman Hayes on here and, you know, she's into science and public health. And so she said it just made her want to dig a little deeper to figure out what exactly is this. So I know there's different types of breast cancer and like with the triple negative and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was your stage? Did they even, were they even able to give you a stage? They just say like zero. It was the early stages. Okay. So So that's good. That's
1: good that it was early stage because yes, and it was caught, you know, in -hmm. time. So yeah. definitely, and that was another thing that my surgeon said that you know it's it was called it's it's at the beginning stages, so that's why he felt like a double would be best. Um, they also um, they tested my lymph nodes and you know to make sure nothing spread there and everything was fine. So
0: okay, okay, good. So I do have someone on TikTok saying that you are a very strong woman.
1: So- <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank yes. you.
0: Yes, and That'd you thank She she appreciate that, and she also asked a question: If you've ever shared your story on B I G O? Now I'm not for sure what is B I G O. You have to tell us what is that because I don't okay. know what. Yeah,
1: I've, I've never heard of
0: that one before. Okay, so she's never heard of that one before. So you have to let okay. us know what's that. Um, what is B I G O? Yes. Okay. B-I-G. I'm not really sure what that what that may be, but she'll she'll probably make a, a statement on there. So um, with support groups, you know, I've I've learned a lot with um, support groups. that it's good to be able to go and talk to other people that are in similar situations like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever get a chance to experience that
1: even after treatments? To no, join a support group. No, um, I'm actually learning now that a support group is very, very helpful. I'm actually in one, but it's totally, you know, it's not related to breast cancer or anything like that, and I love it. I do. You so yes, yeah, support are very, very helpful okay well and like good. You said, yeah and like you said it's good to be around people that have gone through the same things that you have gone through you know you can share everyone can relate things like that so yeah okay. i would encourage like that that was one of my mistakes and i would encourage anyone that's going through it now to to join a support group mm-hmm. definitely well don't
0: call it a mistake because you know we, okay. we love it. Okay. i'm sorry i'm 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 I'm, I'm with you i didn't i didn't go and you know the field that i work in and i'm looking back i wish i would have gone while i was in the middle of doing that but i just felt like i don't know if i felt like i needed to isolate or i just felt like i needed to not do that right now um Mm -hmm. i guess that's where my mind was going i'm not for sure but um, but they are very useful. They are very useful. I think it's important um, for you to share your story with other young ladies, um, especially being African-American, because there may be someone that can relate to your story, um, or even not just the, your story alone, but just trying to figure out, I'm, I've noticed something is going on with my body, and I'm too scared to go to the doctor.
1: Mm-hmm. I, you know? I felt like that, too. And I mean, re- regardless of what it might be, you know, if you know, I mean, because we know our bodies. So if we know something is not right, then we need to to go and get it checked out. Definitely. It may not see it may not be anything, but you, you won't know until you go and get it checked out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You won't know. And don't be scared. Yes, yes, yes. And that, And that's another thing, like with support groups, I think. You know, like some people may be embarrassed to talk about it, uh, you know, is. and that's where they don't join support groups. Right. And, so. you know, I'll go even a little bit
0: further because, you know, as, as us fellow African-American
1: kids, yes, what goes mm-hmm. on in this house, stays in this house, like mm-hmm. we don't talk about anything. Yes, <laughs> you keep it to yourself
0: and then you feel mm-hmm. like, well, wh- why are you keeping it to yourself? Mm -hmm. What are you you Mm going to do with it?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What good is it? Because you just never know. Like you said, like helping someone, encouraging someone that's going through it. Definitely. um, Definitely. So 10 years.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, darn. TikTok, y'all might, the battery might die. Um, (laughs) So 10. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's been one of them days. Sorry. But if it does die, you can go and follow the rest on YouTube or, or Twitter. Because <laughs> Facebook is messing up too. Hey, all right. this recording will be uploaded later. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but when I but once I get that uh once I get that uh what what do I call it that production team the
1: production studio
0: <laughs> don't even worry about it. don't ask me no questions
1: you'll have your own talk show okay
0: <laughs> oh yeah I'll be nervous then I'll be like oh my god I like, got you know, let me be myself sorry we got all our time. my bad. <laughs> sorry we get a little we, we get a little excited shalana and i go way back like, oh my
1: god elementary school oh god yes
0: way <laughs> back. elementary school we used to fight over the same boy like i'm gonna tell i'll tell our secret <laughs> We won't say any names to protect
1: the benefit. Wait, do we we even remember the name? Okay.
0: Well, I remember the name. Girl, listen, if I don't remember nothing else, I remember. The-
1: <laughs> wait, you didn't tell Renji, did you? No, just wait.
0: <laughs> I think I think I did. Because um when he was when he told me that he was working with you. Uh-huh. I like, Are you sure? he was like, Yeah. I said, oh my God, yeah, we used to fight all the time back in Illinois. <laughs> It was like, uh, okay. You still remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good, memory, good memories, yep. good memories. <laughs> oh my God. that's funny. Sorry, that was that was <laughs> yeah, <I'll> <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what happens when you get good friends on here. You get <laughs> to talk about a variety of stuff, but oh my goodness, that was funny. But yes, we go way back. And so 10 yeah. years, I I am just blown away with the with the 10 years now i want to ask you this question and i want you to be truthful okay so With your first thought do you have the fear of
1: it coming back Any? i do okay i do um i wonder since i don't like since i have my breast removed like could it come back, or will it come back to other areas? You mm-hmm, know,
0: mm-hmm. I do have
1: that fear. I do.
0: That's what I was. That's what I was wondering if it can. Um. I, I know it. I know it can spread when you when you already have it, but since it's already mm-hmm. been taken away,
1: like if it could go somewhere else, you know. Yeah, could I develop cancer in other body parts? I, I wonder that question. Okay. That might be a question to ask my oncologist when
0: I go back. Okay. (laughs) So do they? So since you go back once a year, right, for your Mm -hmm. follow-ups, do they still do like um like a um what they call that scan um like a cat scan or the MRI scan? The kind of
1: whoa, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, (laughs) girl. Cody, <laughs> listen, the... they probably, they're probably laughing at us. <laughs> I know.
0: This, this, I promise you, this, this segment right here has been the most just of, of everything happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry about that. I don't even want to bend down to pick it up. To... I can still see you. Okay, good. Because I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm really, I feel like I'm really dark. Uh,
1: no, I can see you.
0: Okay, good. Okay, sorry. Back to the question.
1: <laughs> okay, what was the question? Yes. Okay, the question, <laughs> um, yes.
0: okay. So the question was um, about the fear, and do they have to do like a a scan, um, like the, no. like a MRI or? Um... She
1: just um, she feels around on my chest and um, stomach area, and okay. that's pretty much. Oh, and I do blood work. I do do that every year. So I think um blood tests to determine, you know, if maybe I have cancer or something like that. Cause yeah, I definitely okay. did that. So
0: okay. Okay, well good. So the blood, so with the blood tests, because I know I have to do CA125, do they do that same type of marker on you or is it a different type of
1: I think it I think so. Oh okay. gosh. Yeah, I, I believe so. I, know I'm, you, you, um, I don't know I'm asking you a lot of questions, like trying to you No, know, it's okay. It is totally okay. I mean, um, so you—that's you have to do blood work too as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. And so I know they do
0: the CA125, and so with my cancer, of course, it doesn't—it doesn't, it doesn't uh, screen for that. But what it shows is, is if my number is if my number goes above 35. Then they need to do like um the the ultrasounds and cat scans and MRIs to see what's going on within the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I was just wondering because I know different different tests, I mean different cancers have different um, screenings and awareness mm-hmm. and tests that they can see. but that's why I was wondering. That's a good question. So I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is for for the TikTok. For this phone dies on me, I'm going to go ahead and start it on this other device. (laughs) There we go. So that way, if it if it dies, you can just you can just come back and follow on this other one. You'll still see me. You're not gonna miss. And then yes, I'm gonna tell you what the CA one two five is. So catch me on this other live real quick, TikTok fans. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. So we won't lose that. Um, okay, there we go. Okay, all right. Is a is a multitude of things today. But going I know, right? And you know what? That's what everybody say. You always got a lot going on. Why you got so much going on? But um, oh, let's try that. Let's try that again. Brinell live. Okay, there we go. All right. Perfect three, two, one, boom. All right, and I'm back. All right, so, um, the person that was asking what's the CA125? I'm gonna try to give her a little bit of time for her to come back on join back on here. Um, but that CA12 and she quick with girl, you quick with that thumb over there. (laughs) She's already back on. Be ready. Be ready. I love it. So yeah, so with the CA125, it's a um, it's a marker that can detect if you have inflammation. So what well, how they explain it to me is that it can show if there's inflammation in your body. And so with ovarian cancer, you know, there's not a way for them to screen or show that you have um that you have that cancer. And so the best way for them to do it is to do uh, blood work. And so with that number being over 35, um, like my number was 137. But there are some people whose numbers is in the thousands. Um, that means that there's a significant amount of inflammation. And then that's when they do the blood, I mean, the uh, CAT scans and the MRIs with the dye and all that stuff to see where they can pinpoint that. So that's what that was. So. Great question. Great question. I love to make it a teachable moment because trust me, I had to learn myself um what all that is and what does that mean. And so as you can tell, with a different type of cancer, there's um there's not a there's not that same significance with that CA125. So um, but I do want to say with breast cancer and ovarian cancer, there is a correlation. Did you know that, Shalana? I did not. You did not. And what I noticed in the last, (laughs) I want to say in the last, well, in the last three years, in the last three years, because I always go and get my mammogram faithfully, um, because I've known several people um, that's had breast cancer. So I go every October. I always make that my goal. Um, But I noticed after my whole journey that on that paper, it says, have you had um, ovarian cancer or are you an ovarian cancer survivor? And so I guess I really didn't pay attention to it until last year. And I was like, oh, I said, well, why is this on here? So then when I, then when I finally check, yes, you know, guess what that puts me in? Oh, you're in this high
1: risk of developing breast cancer. Yeah. So since so you're at a risk of developing breast cancer, would I be at a risk for developing ovarian cancer? Now, that's a good question.
0: I, that's a really good question. I I don't know. I've never heard of <laughs> it going, <laughs> I you, don't, mean, you know, right. I've never, I've never heard of it going the other direction. But then again, it could be because there there are some um, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard of some breast cancer survivors that ended up developing ovarian cancer. But I know they also had um, a genetic cancer marker too. So especially because you've heard of BRCA, BRCA1 and um, what's the other one? BRCA2? I'm always mixed. I have to work on mm-hmm. these terms. But BRCA mm-hmm. is a type of... Um, genetic mutation. Am I doing that right? I think. Yes. For breast cancer. Yeah. So trust me, there's so many different, um, there's so many different terms out here, but it's, it's really, it's, it's really good to just to kind of get to know the different types and the risk and how they associate with each other. So, um, the best thing I can say is make sure you go to your annual exam, get your you know, get your, I mean, a pap smear doesn't detect ovarian cancer, unfortunately, but if you notice that you're having some problems, um, with bloating back pain or feeling like you're full all of a sudden, and you're just feeling like something is wrong, please go to the doctor. That's, that's my best, that's my, my best advice. Just go to the doctor.
1: Yeah. And you know, they have changed, um, like with pap smears like if you have a normal pap then you only have to get it done like what every three or four years or something like that what um, yeah that's what that's what my my pcp told me yes if like the last time you have one and it's normal you don't have to go every year anymore you just go every yeah <laughs> okay so
0: let's let let's dive into that just a little bit why why would you change that exactly
1: i mean i I think it's crazy and and you know what and even like okay i'm sorry sorry to jump but even with the the breast cancer with breasts because you know like they used to say women over 40 get mammograms right and it's like since it has happened to me at a young age i'm like why over 40. I Mm -hmm. think breast cancer, I think it's probably coming more common with women under 40. I mean, there are women in their 20s that are getting breast cancer, so Mm -hmm. why 40?
0: Why 40?
1: Yeah, how come like 18 at least? You know?
0: (laughs) Definitely. I mean, just to go every, I mean, because you know, well, let me say this. United States of America is really not good on preventative medicine. They're more so focused on waiting until you have something than trying to treat it or you know, but if if you if you try to be preventive before it even gets to that, I think that would well, I know that would save a lot of money, and people probably wouldn't want the cost of things to go down and all that. I mean, we can talk about that. That's a whole nother segment, yeah. but I, <laughs> but I think when when we're talking about this age of forty, like, why do I need to wait till that to that late? And just think of the people who waited. Oh well, you guys said wait till forty, and then when I turn forty or forty-one, I go, and now all of a sudden I have stage breast two breast cancer. cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and you can and you can't tell the patient how long it's been there because you don't really know. But yeah. um, but with these Pap smears, what it what it what it makes me think of is. Uh, Cervical cancer, because cervical cancer is on the rise, from what I'm hearing from the medical professionals, and so they're concerned about why is cervical cancer on the rise. Well, if you're saying that they didn't change the the rules of doing the Pap smear every year, well, that's probably why.
1: Right. Yeah, and my mom, and that's the crazy thing because my mom, if she's on, I hope she got on YouTube, but my mom had cervical cancer. She actually had it at a young age. She was like, she had me at 20 something. And like, it was like after she had me is when she found out that she had cervical cancer. So that's, you know, yeah. and I mean, my doctor knows that, you know, my mom had cervical cancer. So it's like, well, why would you not, you know, do my pap every year instead of Mm -hmm. four years three or four
0: years every three or four years and Mm -hmm. and to be honest who remembers oh okay so I had my pap smear in 2022 so I'm going to write it in my calendar not to go back for three years (laughs) I don't mean to sound like a a smart aleck, but who is going to remember that three years from now? You know, know, you might, you might have somebody. You (laughs) might be one person. (laughs) Right, you might have somebody. I I give you credit if you are that one person. I applaud you (laughs) because I'm not going to remember three years from now. I need to do something. I like Mm -hmm. if if you don't keep it um, constantly in the forefront, it kind of just. You know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. and that I mean, is, I mean, Yeah. And that is something that a lot of people tend to um, do is they don't want to think about it. That's why we don't go to the doctor. You know, oh, I'm just not going to worry about it. I'll put it off. I'll go later. I'll go later. I'll go at the beginning of the year or I'll go after I pay this bill. I'll go after my child graduates. You know, and then it's like too late. When something happens, it's like yeah. it's too big. You it's too big it Yeah. Big big time. Big time. So someone asked a question. Uh oh, you said what happens when you go through menopause? Huh. Well gotcha, that's, good that's a good question. That's <laughs> a good question. But you know, I'm well, I was for I'm forced into menopause. Because of the the type of cancer that I had, so I had a radical hysterectomy, so I'm automatically forced into it in the age of forty one. And um,
1: Cody, mm-hmm. are you saying okay? Yeah, you it happened when you were forty one. <laughs> what? what? You thought I was? <laughs> I thought you were saying that you're forty one now, and it's like uh, Cody. Oh. <laughs> what? What? I'll see I'll see. okay you all see this
0: yeah wait for the people that's listening on the podcast y'all hear this she's i'm to- sorry i'm sorry oh my age out well i think i see we, this. we're being
1: honest here <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you <laughs> well actually they make sure they tell your age oh okay no, no. <laughs> but at the time when i had the surgery i was 41. so so yeah, I got pushed into uh, menopause, and I think one thing that's really important to know because this is something I learned when there there are different types of hysterectomies, and so some depending on your your doctor, some people have a hysterectomy where you just taking you're just removing like the ovaries or you just removing the tubes, but some like mine everything is gone even the cervix so you have to look at it to the point of what did what did that person actually have and i know you the person who asked that question you you're not you didn't have a hysterectomy but when you're pushing to that menopause you it still make it's still good for you to go and do your woman's exam because you never know if you get some type of infection if you get some type of i don't know it could be a disease, especially if you are sexually active with somebody. Um, just to be on the safe side, I think it's still good to make sure that you go and do those um, yearly exams. That's just me. Now, I'm not a medical doctor. But you can ask your physician and and use your gut instinct on what you feel is the best option for you um, in regards to your health. Because women's health is really important. Um, and when you're forced into menopause a lot of things happen a lot of things changes oh, there's a lot of changes um hormones in. yes definitely hormones i mean it's uh, it's horrible it, it literally is horrible but you have to you have to learn how to adjust with it and your partner spouse whomever they have to learn how to adjust with it too because it's, it's a change for everybody mm-hmm. so let me ask you speaking of hormones since you had your surgery, did they have to put you on any type of
1: hormone pills or anything like that? No, no, not. I and I wondered that too, but no, they didn't have to put me on any type of hormones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Well good.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. All right. So so Shalana, what is what are some encouraging words that you would have for us young ladies and men, because we know men can get breast cancer too. Um yeah what are some encouraging words that you would have for someone that may be a little bit terrified of finding out what the doctor says, but what what are your words of encouragement? I,
1: I mean, it, it's hard to, to tell someone, you know, to, that it's going to be okay, you know? Um, Cause when they have, when they're overcrowded by fear, I mean, I'm guilty of it. You know, it's hard to hear any type of words, but you just, you, you just have to stay faithful and just, you know, pray for the best, but don't get discouraged. You know, if you get any type of news whatsoever, don't get discouraged. Just fight it, you know, be strong, trust (laughs) all of those things. I mean, cause I, I, I didn't have that at first, you know, it was just like, it was hard and I was mad. I was sad, you know, like, why did this happen to me? Why did I have to have breast cancer? You know, not not wishing it on anybody else, but you just you don't want that to happen to you or to anybody else. But yeah. I would just say just have strong faith and believe that everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to work itself out, you know, especially if you have family. I hope my family is on, but I'm very very thankful for them cuz I mean, they—they they were my backbone. They really were, and they helped get me through it. They did. So, support yeah. is important. It's good to have that yes. family support. Mhm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, family. you know, you have been around my family, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. Which, yes. We're just
0: my family, right? <laughs> but it's good yes, to have I mean, that support. Really. Yes, and that, and to be able to have somebody to talk to you know um because are you're not going to always have good days um and that doesn't mean that you're going to always have bad days but when you do have bad days you have to remind yourself okay i have to get
1: myself together and keep pushing mhm mhm you have to remind yourself like it it could be worse you know that's it it could yeah it could be so worse. you got to keep going yeah you got to keep going keep pushing keep fighting and then mm-hmm. you just never Not like with me, I never knew how much my story impacted other people. Um, Cause I just really never really shared my story. And then, you know, people started asking me, um, I don't know if you know, Aquita Walker, but like I spoke at her church before. Mm-hmm. Um, my, another classmate, Camila, I spoke at her church before. So it was just like, that's when I really started coming out sharing my story with people. And just knowing how I encourage somebody else, or you know, they look at me and they're like, wow, you know, just definitely. cannot believe you,
0: <laughs> right? Right, definitely. And you know, there, uh, <clears throat> I believe statistics say, let me, I'm gonna try to pull it up real quick if I can find it. But c- statistics say that women, black women, are 40%. Um, there's a 40% risk of black women dying from breast cancer. And that's
1: 40%. Like, that's that's a lot to me. So, but is it due, some of it due to, you know, not getting there not
0: to not see the doctor in
1: time, you know? Yes. Mm. Um,
0: it's, it's due to accessibility, being able to have access to the treatments. Uh, some people have a long way to travel or they may not have means of transportation. Um, it's also due to lack of um, going to the doctor and letting them know something is going on. So that screening process, um, you know, and then it could also be like preventative medicine. You know, not like if you know you have a high risk of breast cancer, like if you have it in your family and then you decide not to go not to be treated or not to be treated yeah because there, um i believe one of my um one of my other guests that i had she said that she works with someone and she just refused to go to the doctor even though she knows she's at high risk for breast cancer but she just doesn't want to know so it's like the fear of the unknown Mm -hmm. i just don't want to know and it gets a
1: lot
0: of us yeah it gets a lot of it because it i mean it scares the bejesus out of you i mean i know it does and Mm -hmm. for most people and i I say this all the time but when you hear the word cancer we immediately equal that to death Uh Mm uh-huh we don't say oh okay it's just cancer okay i can get over this real quick you know we don't we automatically assume death. And I don't know why. I'm not
1: neither. I don't know what put the fear in us to make us think that think like that. I really don't. I don't know. I really don't.
0: And it may it may be it could be society, you know, because we hear so many different things on you know, hearing things on the news or on TV and um stories. Oh, so and so found out that they had um cancer and then two that two two weeks later they died you know mm-hmm. but then you have to think about there's a story in between there that we don't know about mm-hmm. and we got to get the rest of the story before we make that assumption that oh you get this diagnosis and then here. So you know one one thing that um, came to mind when you mentioned about the um the pap smear year changing. I thought about Chapman. And you know he had uh, colon colon cancer, and so I've I remember I remember asking for a colonoscopy. It was a long time ago. I I may have been like 39, and I remember that asking.
1: To be a certain age to get that as well, a yes. colonoscopy.
0: Yes, at that time when I asked, it was 50. But now since. Uh, a lot of things have changed. They have reduced it down to forty-five, but and so that's my and that's my issue with with these numbers that we feel like you shouldn't get you shouldn't go get screened or tested or anything until you get a certain age, but you're not you're by that time it's all sometimes it's almost too late. Hmm. Hmm. So. You rather be early than sorry. You know what I mean? But that just came to mind because when you said about that number, I was like, oh, that reminds me about the colonoscopy. They don't want you to do it till you're 45 now. Um, but it should, it should just be that if you if I go to the doctor and I say, Doctor Who, I need this test because I feel this certain way. I feel like something's going on with my body. I need for you to look at me. I need for you to examine. And I need this test. And, and I know the question is going to be, well, insurance mm-hmm. is going to cover it. You know, they always asking about insurance. The insurance won't cover it. But I feel like we should be able to, I don't want to say mandate, but Like, no, we should. I
1: mean, this is our bodies. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) you should do it.
0: Um, And and I'm not, and I know that sometimes there's people out there that just have a bunch of tests and they're just ordering stuff. But those are the far and few between because there are people that are actually asking for help and needing some help and some relief trying to get an understanding of what's going on and are not being heard. No, that's true. That's yeah. True. They're not being That's heard. True. So, so I think if, you, if you, yes, until it's too late. And then, but I think it's really important. One thing that you mentioned earlier is to get a second opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Get a second opinion. And I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for my PCP. She called me and asked me, do I want a second opinion? And I told her yes. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and you have yeah. the right to have one. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you have a um, Blue Cross Blue Shield or the other insurance that everybody keeps changing <laughs> the name every three, three, three years. <laughs> it don't matter. I, don't I don't mean, mind. if I the understand. doctor
1: does not ask it, then you ask. If they don't say, do you want a second opinion? You tell them. I want a second yes. opinion.
0: I want a second opinion. Definitely, mm-hmm. because your your health your health deserves it, and your body and your family deserves to know exactly. what's going on. Yeah, girl,
1: we'll get to preaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's another segment, huh? That's another
0: segment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about <have> to mile <laughs>
0: this down. I'll be having so many different topics, but Shalotta, I do appreciate you coming on here with Share the Tea Tuesdays. <laughs> so I know it was a little nervous at first, but but thank you so much for thinking of me. Seriously. Oh, I well, appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. And, and, and also, is set up part again? I said this was fun. Oh, well, good. See?
1: And you weren't it even was. nervous. No, it was fun. like you said, it's just me and you having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh-oh. Yes. Sorry
0: just about that. Not- just having a conversation. Yes. And you're, and you're relaxed with me. We always cut up all the time. So no <laughs> way. <worries. laughs> but I do keep coming on the Tea Tuesdays. Everyone that's been uh, listening to my podcast or follow me on social media, don't forget to make sure that you be intentional, you be insightful and definitely be impactful in everything that you do. And so even though Breast Cancer Awareness Month is coming to an end within a few days, the awareness doesn't stop, okay? Take Mm -hmm. charge of your health. If you need to go to the doctor, make that doctor's appointment. If you feel like you need somebody to go with you, call a friend, call somebody, and have them go with you so you don't be, you know, terrified of going by yourself. But take charge of your health, and let's do what you need to do to take care of you. All right. Mm -hmm. What's wrong, Mm you. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate. You. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, bye guys. <laughs> Tell me to dance take the chance.